So thank you for what you do. When your wife is driving you crazy? Mm, she never drives you crazy. We know that. And Katie's lying. <laughs> but uh, anyway, look, our job, we want to come here and just let you know that um, of all the upcoming events we got at the church, uh, we got these. Okay? These are at the welcome desk. If you want one, it gives you everything. You know, talks about everything that's coming up at the church. You know, like today's car wash. If you guys know about the car wash, fathers, or anybody else that matters, but fathers first. If you want your car wash, go out after first service or if it's second service right now. Just go out, find one of you, or find me. You can leave. You have permission to leave. Leave the church. Things. Leave the church. Yeah. Give your keys to us. All right, we're going to wash your car while you're in church. You can trust us. You can trust me. I don't trust Katie. Okay. Please don't trust Katie. All right, you know what? Um, I'm not even going to be a part of the car wash. I'm going to let Brandon do that. Thank the Lord. Anyway, <laughs> so car wash outside. Bring your keys and uh, go back inside because we don't want you out there washing us while we work. <laughs> but they're going to do a great job whether you watch them or not. What she said. <laughs> okay. So uh, the next thing that we have, what is it? Um, Tuesdays. Like we do it every Tuesday. Um, the youth has a community service. Um, we call it Gravity Community Service. Um, we take the youth. Um, we go somewhere around town and we um, practice doing good works in the community for free. Um, to teach the youth what it means to uh, be leaders and help other people for no payment. So look at that. Every Tuesday. That's yeah. solid. So if you're a youth, you haven't been coming. You want to come, come see me at the church. I'm outside washing cars right now. But uh, after that, just come have, come talk to me. Or if you're a parent, you want to learn more about it, come talk to me. And uh, we can we get some worked out. So. I mean, this should be great for any of your kids because, like, you can go send them out there on Tuesdays and they can learn what it means to have fun and work. And then they'll want to do chores in the house. Probably not. But it's a good idea. So there you go. No guarantees. <laughs> okay. Make sure you know that. No. We don't want you to see us. Guarantees. But I mean, yeah. hey, they may they may come back pumped about chores. Or they may not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Brady's house on Wednesday night has house church and Stanzels. Take your time. I'm gonna do it again. Stanzels have it on Fridays. Thank you. That's my golf clap, Katie. Thank you. <laughs> That's my golf clap. You should probably snap. I don't snap. Okay. Anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, the next day, I'm sorry, not the next day, the following week on the 26th, all right, we're going to be doing the uh, H2O, which is the outreach, um, helping to overcome ministry. Uh, it is not about water, as I had to find out. The you H two O, not about water. Who would have thunk it? All right. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. So that's on the twenty sixth. It's at Emmanuel Baptist Church. So if you want to go, talk to Miss Marion. Yep, yep. And look, the following day, twenty seventh, connect class started. Yes, do it. Okay. Why, Katie? Why do, Why should you do it? Why should because you, do you need it? to learn about the church. You need to know what we stand for and all the great things that we're a part of. And it's, I mean, that's like, it's like a crash course for all of that. Oh, okay, yeah. crash course. It is. Oh, that makes, it, makes it sound interesting. Right? <laughs> it's going to be good. <laughs> so look, that's, really good. that's on the 27th. It's a Friday from 6 to 8, all right? 
that okay? Okay. So, okay. okay. Good right job. There. And then the next day on the 28th. Why are you talking to like little kids or something? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're adults. You're all adults here. Yeah. How do you talk to them? Just, just From tell people about the neighbor. Saturday the 28th. 8 to 12. Look, I didn't show you any paper. Okay. 8 to 12. They have jobs, Katie. They, they can they can tell when you say they eight to twelve. Very well, okay. and then they want to see it. They're visual okay. learners. I'm trying to look out for you, you visual learner over there in the corner. I see you. Y'all pray for me, please. Okay. Please. All right. All right. I don't see no Look, last day. Okay, that following Saturday after that Saturday. I'm sorry. Right. That's Sunday. Okay. All right, which will be the uh, 29th. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have the bake sale. Okay. At church bake sale. All right, so what, if you, you want, <laughs> that was just me. You I'm sensitive about my weight. You said a short joke last week. Yeah. Oh come on. Yeah. Come on, Brandon. Anyway, if you go around the help desk, you know the little circle thingy, as Pastor Ralph likes to call it, the yeah. circle thingy. Yeah. Um, we want to have cakes and pies and mm. all that good stuff set up around there, so you can just. Smell you know, here. come in there, buy some cakes, buy some pies. Or if you want to be a part of the bake sale, you can. You know, just yeah. contact me. Or you know what? How about you just bring the cakes as well on that day? If I can't get in contact with you, if you feel like baking something, the Holy Spirit leads you to bake. Mm. By all mm. means, bake. All right. So, we're going to do that. And um, the Holy Spirit leads you to specifically bake chocolate chip cookies for Katie Larry. I'm okay with that as well. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Chocolate chip cookies? I mean, it, I don't know. He could, he could tell somebody to do that. Base sale, the 29th. Do it. You anger me. <laughs> Guys, I think that's it, to be honest with you. I don't want to talk to Katie no more. So, if there's anything else we missed, I'm sorry. Get you one of these and figure it out. Okay. Because obviously, we're not getting much done. I hope you enjoyed our talk. See you in church. He's still friends. He's still friends with me. All right. I don't like her at all. Bye.
everybody and thank you for attending Family of Grace. Hello everybody Here and thank you for attending Family of Grace. Here at Family of Grace, we pride ourselves in having individuals from all different walks of life who attend fellowship at our church. I got plugged into Family of Grace back last fall through Prince Board, who's one of our singers on stage, and he brought me in with a soccer team from Louisiana College. And after one Sunday here, I really enjoyed it and I felt like I wanted to come back and continue coming and so I've been coming ever since then and what family of grace means to me is it gives me an opportunity to plug into the community through an organization and a church that is more mission-minded than it is inside the church walls so whenever I say that family of grace is mission-minded I say that we do so much more than inside the church it's all outside the church we go out and we get the kids and we help them out and that's what I really like about Family of Grace is their ability to get outside of the church walls and go do ministry in the area, in the surrounding area in Alexandria. Thank you for attending Family of Grace, and please stand and join in the worship with us this morning.
just thank you for letting us come here, God, for letting us just lay it down to you. And God, for every time we get in the way, God, you're just so big, so much bigger than us, God. I just thank you for receiving us when we mess up and for loving us through everything. I pray that we're obedient to you, God, and that we submit to your will, God. In Jesus' name, amen. somebody in your immediate circle of influence uh, that's a family or just anybody really in general, but families that have children and youth and uh, man, number one, we want to begin to really pray for them. That, you know, a family I mean, if they have a church home and they're plugged in, that's great. But families that are really in need of some direction and just kind of wondering aimlessly, we want to put a list together. We want to really start praying for those families. We want to be able to give those to the people in our church that are will be praying and interceding for them. And then, and then after we've prayed for them, we want to make, we want to just try to connect with them and encourage them. And uh, so, man, after the service, uh, you'll go there in the foyer. If you got a, a name of uh, a family and you want to put that down, uh, man, feel free to do that. And uh, I promise you, we're going to be praying for them. Uh, if you want to be one of those people that take those names home, uh, start praying over those names. Let them know at the at the information desk. Uh, man, we'd be glad. We we need people that are willing to daily begin to pray over these names specifically. The Bible says that my house shall be called a house of prayer. Amen. And so, uh, why don't we do that right now? Let's just pray. Let's just pray for some families and uh, ask God to begin to touch them. And uh, that are in need of, they're, they're raising up young children. They're raising up the next generation. And that the answer is, for our country, is that we have people who are seeking Him. And so, uh, let's just pray this morning for that. Uh, for God to just move in the hearts and lives of uh, families in our city that are unconnected. That are kind of wandering aimlessly. And boy, they need the direction of the Lord in their life. For his peace that could pass all that understanding. I wonder if somebody just feels led of the Lord to pray for those families today. Somebody feel the Lord touching your heart? You want to pray for them? Okay. and the brothers and sisters here, Lord, that we are your army, that we are your people, that 
We're not called to save the whole world. We're just going to reach out to those in our circle of influence, like Brad Amen. mentioned. There are people in this community that we can make a difference to. Father, just open our eyes. Lord, give us courage to say that word of confidence of the gospel, the love of Jesus Christ, Lord, to touch the untouchable people that we, in our flesh, would back away from, Lord, that we would just, you would give us strength, Spirit, to reach out and touch them. Father, I just know that there are families, you know, in the, in the world that are so disconnected now with all the extended families being broken up, and they're isolated here. They don't have brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles, grandmothers and grandpas to lean on, Lord. And we want to be that family to them. We want to be a ministering arm of yours. We want to be your hands and feet, Jesus, to reach out, to show love, to show kindness, to show grace and truth, to bring light into the dark places. We want to be your church here in Alexandria, Lord, to make a difference. Father, I just pray that you would place on our hearts those names that we can be effective to. We write them down and we would be faithful in praying for them. Lord God, I just pray that also for those families, Lord, that your spirit would fall on them to open their eyes, to open their ears, Lord, to draw them into your word. We know that you're always pursuing us, Lord, that you love us so much to never leave us, to never give up on us, and that you desire all to come into saving knowledge, all to come into freedom here and now. Help our arms to be open. Help us to reach around and encircle these people. Just um, give us wisdom as we do it, Lord. Give us more faith um, to believe that you're going to accomplish this this summer, Lord. Right now, right now, next week, there's going to be more families here. Amen. Lord, I pray for our TV ministry. People that see us there, Lord, would take a step of boldness and come and get connected, Lord. Let us know so we can come get them, Lord. Just help us to be Give us strength. It's not in our flesh that we can accomplish accomplish these things. It's in your strength, Holy Spirit. And uh, yours is the kingdom. And that's the kingdom we want to spread. Father, I just ask all these things in your name. Amen. 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 God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for praying this morning. Uh, Sister Kathy, thank you for believing the Lord with us today. If you have your Bible, uh, we're going to begin our... Uh, study as we continue through the book of Ephesians. Last week we looked at our first sermon. Uh, we sent out a couple of going deeper videos. Thank you to those who have uh, viewed those. I hope they were a blessing. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, man, um, Facebook, social media, that's a great tool that uh, we can really be using to really get the word out, sharing the word of what God is doing in the life of Family of Grace. And so, uh, man, we want to encourage that. Um, this couple of, uh, if you have your, as you have your Bible this morning and we look at the book of Ephesians, the book of Ephesians chapter 1, we're going to begin writing in verse, reading in verse 3 where Paul wrote to the church of Ephesus. He's writing this, this is one of his prison epistles. Uh, he had four prison epistles and this is one of them writing back to the church of Ephesus. And so here's what it says, blessed be the God of our, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavens. You may want to underscore that phrase, blessed us. Blessed us. The blessing is there. For he chose us. Underline that. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. He has predestined us to be adopted through 
Jesus Christ himself according to his favor and his will. What, a, what an interesting verse there. To, to the praises, what God is doing in our hearts and our lives. He is working intricately there. And uh, man, he, he goes on and uh, just telling us it to, to the praise of his glorious grace that he favored us with the beloved. In him we have redemption. Underline that phrase. In him we have redemption through the blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, the sins, according to the richness of his grace, that he has lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure that he planned in Christ for the dispensation of time or the administration of days, the fulfillment to bring everything together in Christ, both things in heaven and on earth. In him we were also made his inheritance, predestined according to the purpose of the one who works out everything in agreement with the decision of his will, so that we who had already put our hope in the Messiah, might bring praise to his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In him when you believed, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. He is the down payment of our inheritance for the redemption of the possession to praise of his glory. Now, as we look at this today, our first really message on dealing with the pillars. The pillars, we're looking at the seven pillars of our faith. You say, Pastor, there's only six behind you. Uh, I, I know you went to a small school, maybe your math's off. Uh, but the seventh one is the mystery pillar. You're going to have to wait for the mystery pillar. But this morning, as we look at the first pillar, the first pillar of our faith is understanding the body. The Bible says, uh, a body you have desired. Speaking of, of God desireth a body. Jesus Christ became the body. It says that he became flesh and dwelt among us. We know that not only is Christ the body, but then we become the body of Christ. We know that God no longer deals in a dwells in a temple made with hands, but in a body. That's the first pillar. The first pillar is understanding that you are the temple of Christ. If you understand that, it begins to bring everything else into a whole new perspective. If you understand that everywhere you go, that you're a temple of God, then, then all of a sudden you're going to look at things differently. Matter of fact, people view a building like a temple different. Last week we had a young person who was visiting with us. I said, hey, uh, it was right at church time. I said, just bring that coffee in there with you. And he's like, whoa, man, I can't bring coffee up in the church. See, people view the temple differently. And so if we could understand that God's not desiring to live in walls made with sheetrock, concrete, or paneling, but he's desiring, desiring to live in our body, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians, that do you not know that you are bought with a price, that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost? Therefore, glorify God in everything you do. So, as we think about this first pillar, there's also another angle I want you to look at. What every dad desires. Well, every dad 
that has any desire for his family to be successful. Every father that desires his children to be successful has a couple of things in mind. And here's a couple of connecting points here. We look at the heart of our Heavenly Father in these passages. Because if you look at that first verse, we understand something about a father. A father wants what's best for his children, correct? A father that loves his children, that's really a dad, wants what's best for his children. Let me, let me draw the line in the sand a little bit further. I'm not talking about someone who just had a baby. I'm talking about a dad. For you see, anybody, any male human can, well not any male human, but most male humans that are not handicapped can have sex with a woman and produce a child. But that doesn't make him a dad. That doesn't make him a dad. That doesn't make him a father. That doesn't make him somebody who cares about his family. That doesn't make someone who wants to be there at the, when his family needs him, wants to be there. That just makes him a sperm donor. Amen. I know that makes you uncomfortable, but it's true. I mean, that's what it is. So I'm not talking about just anybody who can produce an offspring. I'm talking about somebody who steps up and says, I want to be responsible. I want to be responsible for what God has given me. And when we think about this, we understand a couple of thoughts. And we see the heart of a father in this passage. For God so loved the world, he gave what? His son. His son. So we know that he is the father. God the father. God the son. God the Holy Spirit. In this passage of scripture, we see a couple of things that are very interesting. Go back with me and look at verse 3 and see what this passage of scripture says. It says, for God chose us. Look at verse 3, if you will. It's an interesting passage of Scripture. Blessed is the God who? Our Father. Blessed is the God and Father. Of who? Jesus Christ. Blessed is the Father of Jesus Christ. We're not talking about just anybody. We're talking about our Heavenly Father. And so in this passage, we see the heart of the Heavenly Father. The heart of the Heavenly Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has blessed Jesus? Is that what it says? No. Who has he blessed? Us. Now, who is Paul writing this passage of Scripture to? Believers. The very first verse talks, he says, I write to the saints of the church of Ephesus. Matter of fact, Paul writing this in verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints of the church of Ephesus. To those who were believers. Now understand that. He's saying to those who are believers, our heavenly Father, Jesus Christ, our heavenly Father, God the Father, has blessed, the Father of our Lord, Jesus Christ, has blessed us. Now that's kind of hard to grasp. Because it's like saying, it's like saying, here's my children, but here's who I'm blessing. Now, when we connect this right here, it gets interesting. Who has blessed us in Jesus Christ? Who has blessed us in Jesus Christ? It didn't say he cursed you in Christ. It said he blessed you in Christ with every spiritual blessing. Every spiritual blessing. That means, now, 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 I want you to circle this. Now, I really want you to get this. He's not waiting on you to see how good of a child you are. To see if he can bless you. 
There's this whole teaching today that, you know, if you'll give your heart to Christ, then, then you do really good. Then if, you, if, you, if you're a good believer and you pray really hard and, and, and you get people to lay hands on you and all this, that one day you may, you may be good enough to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now, what I want you to understand, that's not our Heavenly Father. Now, you say, now, Pastor, last week in those passages of Scriptures, you read where Paul met those men and he says, have you, have you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And they said, we don't even know if there's a Holy Spirit. Understand, the Holy Spirit had just Christmas morning for the Holy Spirit had just happened. I mean, we celebrated Jesus when he was a baby in the manger, and, he, and people really didn't understand his ministry when he was 33 years of age. They were still running around saying, I don't want this to be Jesus. Matter of fact, the day he was crucified, a chief crowd said, no, 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 Pilate, take that down. You right, he said he was king of the Jews. And so the Holy Spirit had just been on the scenes in Acts chapter 2. I mean, we're just talking about a few years after the day of Pentecost. The church had just been birthed. And they said, we don't even know if there's a Holy Spirit. And so he said, let me teach you about the Holy Spirit. And they said, we're teachable. Please give it to us. Now understand for you and I, God's not waiting to see how good you can do in the flesh before he takes up resident in your body. The Bible says you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so it says he's blessed you with every spiritual blessing. Every spiritual blessing. This is a baby church. This church hadn't been around that long when Paul was writing this letter back to them. God, you're not on a trial to see how good you're going to do. And can I tell you something? He's not grading on a curve. He's not grading on a curve. You've got to be faithful. When you're faithful, the Lord blesses you at the moment of conversion. He doesn't say, if you're bad, then, then, you're, then one day you're not going to be my son anymore. If you don't do what I want you to do, you're not going to be my son anymore. God chose us. Look at this right here. This is an interesting passage of Scripture to understand that in Christ, God chose us. God chose us. Now write this down. God chose us. Chose means, or choose means, to walk into a room or a, a store and say, that's the one I want. That's the one I want. And so it's like if you wanted to adopt a pet. That's a big deal today, adopting a pet. And so if you wanted to adopt a pet, then all of a sudden uh, you begin to see those things right there. And you say, well, I want that one. No, I don't want that one. I want that one right there. And so, you know, you look at that and you say, well, that's the one. You, know, you, you choose it. And God looked at us. Matter of fact, if you look in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1, it says, while we were dead in our trespasses, while we were children of disobedience, he chose us. He didn't chose us because you looked good. He didn't chose us because you acted right. He didn't chose. I mean, he chose you because he loved you. He chose you because he loved you. And so when we begin to connect these dots right here, understand that God chose us. God chose us. In all of our brokenness. In all of our destruction. In all of our death, he chose us. That we could be sons. Now, write that down. He chose us. The Father chose us. He, he chose you. He chose you. He chose you. Say that with me. He chose me. He chose me. He chose me. Now, what's God really wanting to do in our hearts and our lives? 
is that he looked at us when we were broken, when we were doomed, when we were damned, and when we were dead, and he chose us. Can somebody sit right here for me? Somebody chose us. Somebody chose us. And he's wanting to do a work in our heart and our life. He's wanting to do something special. God's wanting to do something unique in our heart and in our life. And so when we begin to see this, when we begin to connect those dots, God's up to something. And he looks at us and he chose us. He, he, he chooses us. He didn't change his mind. I remember, I remember when, when, when the girls were just starting school and they, they, I mean, when they finally moved into some beyond kindergarten, beyond pre-K. And boy, we were trying to deal with having to do homework and all that. And I said, boy, if you'll do real, really good, daddy will go get you a goldfish. And so, man, they did good. So we went to pick out a goldfish and, and we were picking out that goldfish. And uh, I, I walked around there and they had a, they had a, a bin with a, with a bunch of puppies in it. And I thought, boy, every girl needs a puppy. Oh, I already get those girls a puppy. And so they were on the other side of the store, and, and they were over there, and they were picking out goldfish. And I said, Pastor Ralph, I'm going to go get those girls. We're going to pick us a puppy out. And so while I walked around the corner with this newfound, invigorating spirit in my I'm going to be the super dad right there. Super dad. We're going to get the puppy. And so, boy, I come around the corner of that gondola, and I look, and there was a puppy in the aisle squatting and peeing. And I thought, thank you, Lord, for intervention. So I went back, and I said, girls, did you pick your goldfish out yet? Now, listen, that's how we were. But God looked at us, and he said, I still want you. When you're making a mess, I still want you. When you're broken, I still want you. He chose us. The Father chose us, but it was the Son that changed us. Go a little bit further. God chose us. He predestined us. The Bible said that word, that when we think about this, it, he begins to connect it. Some translations here when he chooses us has to deal with election. Election has to do with your past. Him choosing you to elect you in your past upsets. I mean, well, there was a big electoral upset this week in, in, in the political world. And everybody's like, how did that happen? I mean, listen, that's how I was elected with God. I still hadn't figured it out. I was so doomed, damned, and broken, I still hadn't figured out what God saw me. What God saw in me was the purpose that He planted in me before the world ever was. And God's got a plan for you. And young people, I want you to know something. Don't you let a, a mother, don't you let a father, don't you let a friend, don't you let a peer, don't you let a teacher tell you anything that you can't do. You believe all that God said you could do. There's a whole new movement today with this Common Core curriculum that says, well, you, I don't think you can ever measure up to, to that kind of education. I, we know as educators, we don't think you possess that kind of ability. Then you just need to go over here and settle for this. No, I don't care what teachers say. You believe in God. You believe in everything that God has for you. And you know that God saw you before the world was and God has a plan for you. And you rise up and be everything that God wants you to be. It was God who chose you. It was the Son who changed you. Look at these verses right here. The, the Son, Jesus Christ, changes us. Man, in verse 7, he begins to fill in the blanks. <clears throat> we have the payment is what redemption is. We have the payment for us. We have redemption in him through Christ's blood. His blood, capital H. His blood, the forgiveness of of our sins, trespasses according to the riches of His grace. I mean, look at these verses right here. He made known to us the mystery. The mystery. 
Wow, what a thing. The mystery of His will according to His good pleasure that He planned in Christ. What a mystery that we have this. He, he begins to connect all these dots and fill in all these blanks. And man, it's just an amazing thing at what God's wanting to do in our, in our hearts and our lives. And, and He lavishes on us all the wisdom. And man, when, when you look at this, it says in verse 11, In Him we, were, we also were made inheritance. He predestined us according to His purpose. One who works out everything in agreement with the decision of His will. So that we who had already put our hope in Him, in the Messiah, might bring praise to Him and glory. Now, who did I say He was writing this letter to? Believers. So He comes back and He says, I've predestined you. Now, understand something here. There's, there's a couple of things I want you to understand. That it was Jesus Christ who connects the dots. Matter of fact, uh, in, in chapter 2 it says, we have forgiveness through His blood, through His atonement. The Father loved us so much, He gave the Son, that whoever would believe in the Son would not perish, but would have everlasting life. And so when we see all these things lining up and coming into place, then we understand that it goes a little bit further. Now, now Paul's not writing this letter to people who are not believers. He said, I'm writing to the saints of the church of Ephesus. And he says, number one, saints of the church of Ephesus, understand that you were elected, that you were chosen... When you weren't worth running for. I mean, you got elected for an office you weren't even on the ballot for. That has to deal with our past. But then he says something else. You were predestined. Now, were you predestined for hell? Absolutely not. You were predestined to be in the image of Christ. Who is he writing this letter to? Those who were already believers. He says, understand that you were elected from your past, when you had nothing to offer in your past, God chose you. But over here, after He chose you, He predestined you for a future to be in the image of Christ Jesus. Election has to deal with your past. Predestination has to deal with your future and who you are. Now, understand a couple of things here. God chose us to be what? His sons. His sons. The actual, in the Greek here, it says His sons. Some places it says that we're his children. But what he is saying is that I have, I, I have placed you in the position as sons. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means a lot. It means uh, that as a son, you can assume the position of authority. As a child, you can't. Matter of fact, um, a lot of times if there's, uh, if, in, in wills and things, if they're children... The money is left for them in a trust until they're of a full age to make decisions. That they're able to make decisions about the, the money or the inheritance that have been left for them, correct? Here's a good way to explain it. A lot of times you may see an accounting business, a lawn business, a, 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 a laundry, a, whatever kind of business. Uh, and it'll say, it, it may say Brad Webb and Sons. You know, or, or somebody else and sons, you know, and sons. What that means is that the children have risen to the place of authority and the father has brought them into the family business and made them equal partners in the business. You never, have you ever seen a sign that says uh, Brad Webb and children? No. When you see these businesses, it never says 
father and children. It says father and sons because at that point the sons have grown up into maturity and they assume complete authority and position in Christ. Matter of fact, it's just like when the prodigal son came back, he gave the son who was an adult the authority. He said, bring forth the royal sandals and put on his feet. Bring forth the royal robe and put on his back. Bring forth the royal ring and put it on his finger. He gave him authority to act. Now understand that God chose us as sons in this passage of Scripture that we in our future might have a life of victory. It's an interesting thing here what God is doing. And so these, these dots begin to be connected and great things begin to happen. And he looks at us and says, I elected you, I chose you when you had nothing to offer that you might have a life of complete fulfillment. Ultimately, when we think about this act of choosing, that we know that you and I live according to a watch. We live according to a calendar. A watch that dictates the days of a week, a month, and a year. And we live on this. I mean, you knew what time to be here. And you know what time I need to be finished. And you know what time you're going to eat lunch. And what time you're meeting your dad or, or your brothers or sisters or everything else today. Amen. But God doesn't dwell in that realm. He doesn't operate in that realm. He, 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 God is eternity. Everything is one moment with God. God didn't say, I mean, it's all one action. And so therefore, at the moment that we were choosing God, He was choosing us. You say, wait a minute, He chose me in the past. There is no past with God. The Bible says He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. How could He say that? Because there is no differentiating in days there is no weeks there is no time matter of fact the bible says this about time that for us to god a thousand years to us is one day to god and one day to god is a thousand years to us now that can jack up man's timetable amen and we're like god have you done it yet he's like wait a minute it's only been one second you're like wait it's been 10 years See, the Father chose us. It was the Son that changed us for our future. But then it was the Holy Spirit that keeps us. I didn't make this up. I mean, it just lays it out. The Father. It said, who chose us in that first verse? The Father. In who do we have redemption through His blood? Jesus. Who was Jesus? The Son, the darling of heaven, and then the Holy Spirit. Look at this in verse in verse 13, it's the Spirit that keeps us. The Father chose us. He said, that's the, one, that's the one I want right there. And then he looked at the Son. He said, now you make it possible. And then he looks to the Holy Spirit. And he says, now you protect it till it comes to be where I am. Verse 13 says, and when, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of salvation, when you believed in him, Jesus Christ, you were also sealed, sealed with the promise Holy Spirit, the promised Holy Spirit. John 14 says, I'm not going to leave you like a bunch of orphans, but I'm going to ask the Father to give you the helper, the Holy Spirit, to be with you. And, uh, man, that's what happened on the day. Of, the, the day of Pentecost was Christmas morning for the Holy Spirit. That's what happened. The day the Holy Spirit fell on that place for the first time, came sweeping in that place just the same way that Jesus shook up the whole world. The Holy Spirit shook up all of Jerusalem. Amen. He says, you were sealed 
with the Holy Spirit. Now look at what verse 14 says. He is the down payment of our inheritance for the redemption of the possession to the praise of His glory. Now you say, Pastor, what does that mean? Here's what it means. The Father looked at us when we were dead in our sins and had nothing to offer, and He said, I want you. I want you. He looked at the Son and said, Now, Son, you make the payment for that sin. And Jesus Christ did exactly that. And then He looks at the Holy Spirit and says, Now, we're not going to leave them to fend for themselves. You're going to be right there with them. You're going to make a way. It's the Father that chose us, the Son that changed us, and the Holy Spirit that keeps us. Now, there's a lot of theological debate about the security of the believer. Well, no, yes, no, yes, no. People debate that all day. All I'm telling you right here is that he put the royal seal on you and he sent the Holy Spirit to be the down payment for it, the earnest money. The Holy Spirit became the protector of the investment. Until all things come about. A guarantee is what some translations say. You know, just about any time you buy a television, just about any time you buy a uh, appliance or anything, you can buy something for 30 bucks now and they try to sell you a, a guarantee, a warranty. Well, can you, can, do you want to take out an extra guarantee? Why do I want to get extra guarantee if this one's good? Well, you need to protect your investment. Who became the protector of the investment was the Holy Spirit. And God didn't leave us under ourselves. He gave the Holy Spirit. Today, right where you are, whatever's going on in your heart and your life, God wants to meet you right there. God wants to go to where you are and He wants to begin to speak to you. He loves you. Quit getting hung up. Quit, quit saying, I've been too bad. Quit saying, I've been this way too long. Quit saying... I've done too much horrible things. God doesn't care. Listen to me. The person who wrote these words was a killer of Christians. And God gloriously saved him. Transformed his life. And here's what Paul is saying. The Father has provided a way. Every good earthly father provides a way for his children. Matter of fact, A good father even provides for his children after they're gone. Why do you think they sell life insurance? So that a father can purchase insurance to take care of his children in his absence or death. And so when you think about this, we try to lay up provisions for our children. I mean, that's what the Heavenly Father did. The ultimate super dad. He loved you. And he sent his son to change you. And he sent his Holy Spirit. To be the guarantee. And when we grasp that concept, then we become the body of Christ. And when you realize that you are the body of Christ, you have something to be excited about. You have something to get up in the morning for. I'm not going to tell you you won't have a day of struggle. I'm not going to tell you you won't face depression. But I am telling you that you can look depression in the eye and say, you know what? I know whom I believe in. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him until that day. I see him. Amen. With your head bowed this morning. Father God, in Jesus' name, would you speak to our hearts today? 
Lord, maybe there's somebody here. Lord, maybe there's somebody that wants to speak to you. You're speaking to their heart, God. Now, Lord, God, could you have your way? Speak to our hearts in this invitation, Lord. Uh, just move freely, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As you stand to your feet, won't you come today? Let the Holy Spirit speak to you today. Sitting there visiting, so uh, don't feel like 
you, you have to, I mean, the second service. Don't feel like you have to run off, and uh, we'll get you taken care of. Make sure you tell them you're in this service, and uh, they'll get you get you squared away. Amen? It's been great to be here this morning. Pastor Ralph, you have anything? In your handout this morning, it, uh, there are several dates in there, but I do want to talk about one in particular, and that's the Connect class. Uh, you, you may be wondering what in the world that is. What, what that is, it's a time for us to get together uh, and to help you uh, just kind of understand who we are as a church, what we're about, what we believe, the hills we're willing to die on, the hills that are too far away for us to die on, kind of ha- how we do things as a church. And so uh, if, if, you, if you have any interest at all, uh, in, in family of grace, I would encourage you to do that. There, there is a there is a place for you to sign up uh, at the uh, circle of knowledge uh, out in the foyer, uh, and so I would encourage you to do that because uh, we would like to provide uh, some food for you, some refreshments, and we want to be good stewards of that and make sure that we have enough. All right. So if you'll check those dates out. Uh, we're, as Katie said, it's, it's definitely a crash course, but uh, uh, we'll try to make it happen on a Friday evening and a, and a Saturday morning, okay? Let's stand and be dismissed before we leave today. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you uh, for, for challenging our hearts today. Thank you, God, for, for not just fathers, God, but thank you for dads. Thank you for dads who just love us, Lord, when, when we're knuckleheads. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that you are the perfect Heavenly Father. And God, I pray that as we go from this place today, that thank you that your Holy Spirit goes with us. And God, may we walk with you this week in a way that be pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.
Good morning. <laughs> Katie don't want to talk this morning. Hey, welcome to uh, Family of Grace. Um, happy Father's Day. It is Father's Day here. Um, we just want to celebrate our fathers, say thank you for doing a great job and putting up with all those bad kids. That's right. That's right. It's got to be a hard job you guys have. Yeah. We respect it 100%, so thank you for what you do. When your wife is driving you crazy? Mm, she never drives you crazy. We know that. And Katie's lying. <laughs> but uh, anyway, look, our job, we want to come here and just let you know that um, about the upcoming events we got at the church, uh, we got these. Okay? These are at the welcome desk. 
If you want one, it gives you everything. You know, talks about everything that's coming up at the church. You know, like today's car wash. If you guys know about the car wash, fathers, or anybody else that matters, but fathers first. If you want your car wash, go out after first service or if it's second service right now. Just go out, find one of the you, or find me. You can leave. You have permission to leave. Leave the church. It. Leave the church. Yeah. Give your keys to us. All right, we're going to wash your car while you're in church. You can trust us. You can trust me. I don't trust Katie. Okay. Please don't trust Katie. All right, you know what? Um, I'm not even going to be a part of the car wash. I'm going to let Brandon do that. Thank the Lord. Anyway, <laughs> so car wash outside. Bring your keys and uh, go back inside because we don't want you out there washing us while we work. <laughs> but they're going to do a great job whether you watch them or not. What she said. <laughs> okay, so uh, the next thing that we have, what is it? Um, Tuesdays, like we do it every Tuesday. Um, the youth has their community service. Um, we call it Gravity Community Service. Um, we take the youth. Um, we go somewhere around town and we um, practice doing good works in the community for free. Um, to teach the youth what it means to uh, be leaders and help other people for no payment. So look at that every Tuesday. That's yeah. solid. So if you're a youth, you haven't been coming, you want to come, come see me after church. I'm outside washing cars right now. But uh, after that, just come help, come talk to me. Or if you're a parent, you want to learn more about it, come talk to me and uh, we can, we can get some worked out. So I mean. This should be great for any of your kids because, like, you can go send them out there on Tuesdays and they can learn what it means to have fun and work. And then they'll want to do chores in the house. Probably not. But it's a good idea. So there you go. No guarantees. <laughs> okay. Make sure you know that. No. We don't want you to sue us. Guarantees. But, I mean, <laughs> hey, they may they may come back pumped about chores. Or they may not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Brady's. House on Wednesday night has house church and Stanzels. Take your time. I'm gonna do it again. Stanzels have it on Fridays. Thank you. That's my golf clap, Katie. Thank you. <laughs> That's my golf clap. You should probably snap. I don't snap. Okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, the next day. I'm sorry, not the next day. The following week on the 26th. All right. We're gonna be doing the. Uh, H2O, which is the outreach, um, helping to overcome ministry. Uh, it is not about water, as I had to find out. The that out. That H2O, amazing. not about water. Who would have thunk it? Right? <laughs> it's going to be fun. So that's on the 26th. It's at Emmanuel Baptist Church. So if you want to go, talk to Miss Marion. Yep, yep. And look, the following day, 27th, Connect class is started. Yes, do it. Okay. Why, Katie? Why do? Why should you do it? Why should because you, do you need it? to learn about the church. You need to know what we stand for and all the great things that we're a part of. And it's, I mean, that's like, it's like a crash course for all of that. Oh, okay, yeah. crash course. It is. Oh, that makes, it, it. makes it sound interesting. Right? <laughs> it's gonna be good. <laughs> so look, that's really good. That's on the twenty seventh. It's a Friday from six to eight. All right. Yeah, okay. Right. Sure, okay. Right. Good right job. There. And then the next day on the 28th. Why are you talking to like little kids or something? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm You're right. adults. You're all adults here. Yeah. How do you talk to them differently? Just, just From tell the people about the neighborhood. Saturday the 28th. 8 to 12. Look, I didn't show you any paper. Okay. 8 to 12. They have jobs, Katie. They, they, can, they can tell when you say 8 to 12. they very well okay. and then they want to see it. They're visual okay. learners. I'm trying to look out for you. 
you visual learner over there in the corner. I see you. Y'all pray for me, please. <laughs> please. All right. All right. I don't want to do this anymore. Look, last day. Okay, that following Saturday, after that Saturday, I'm sorry, right. that's Sunday, okay. all right, which will be the uh, 29th, mm-hmm. we're going to have the bake sale, okay, oh. at church bake sale, all right, so if you want, sorry. that was just me, you I'm said sensitive it, you about said my it, weight. You said a short joke last week. Eh. Oh, come on. Eh. Come on, Brandon, I was just kidding. Anyway, if you go around the help desk, you know, the little circle thingy. As Pastor Ralph likes to call it, the circle yeah. thingy. Yeah. Um, we're going to have cakes and pies and mm. all that good stuff set up around there. So you can just, it's gonna smell good you in know, there. come in there, buy some cakes, buy some pies. Or if you want to be a part of the bake sale, you can. You know, just yeah. contact me. Or you know what? How about you just bring the cakes as well on that day? If I can't get in contact with you, if you feel like baking something, the Holy Spirit leads you to bake. Mm. By all mm. means, bake. All right. That's so we're going to do that. And the Holy Spirit leads you to specifically bake chocolate chip cookies for Katie Larry. I'm okay with that as well. Okay, sorry. Chocolate chip cookies? I mean, it, I don't know. He could, he could tell somebody to do that. Bake sale, the 29th. Do it. You anger me. <laughs> Guys, I think that's it, to be honest with you. I don't want to talk to Katie no more. So, if there's anything else we missed, I'm sorry. Get you one of these and figure it out. Okay. Because, obviously, we're not getting much done talking to Katie. I hope you enjoyed our talk. See you in church. still friends. He's still friends with me. All right. I don't like her at all. Bye.
everybody, and thank you for attending Family of Grace. Here at Family of Grace, we pride ourselves in having individuals from all different walks of life who attend fellowship at our church. I got plugged into Family of Grace back last fall through Prince Board, who's one of our singers on stage, and he brought me in with a soccer team from Louisiana College. And after one Sunday here, I really enjoyed it, and I felt like I wanted to come back and continue coming, and so I've been coming ever since then. And what Family of Grace means to me is it gives me an opportunity to plug into the community through an organization and a church that is more mission-minded than it is inside the church walls. So whenever I say that Family of Grace is mission-minded, I say that we do so much more than inside the church. It's all outside the church. We go out and we get the kids and we help them out. And that's what I really like about Family of Grace is their ability to get outside of the church walls and go do ministry in the area, in the surrounding area in Alexandria. Thank you for attending Family of Grace, and please stand and join in the worship with us this morning. Thank you. 